Hey everybody, welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Stav. It's Will. It's Griff. And we're just going to recap week one of the NFL season minus Monday Night Football. Um, we're going to go from the Thursday night game all the way to the Sunday night game. What do you guys say? Let's, Let's do it. Go. We just have Monday night left at the time of this recording. Um, so we're going to get right into things here. Starting with Thursday night, we had, I mean, a potential Super Bowl matchup. But by the looks of this game, I think maybe not. Might be too early to decide. Bills, Rams, obviously the Bills got the best of the Rams. Straight off the bat, Will, for both sides, do you think this is a better look for the Bills or a worse look for the Rams based off how each team looked? I want to say this is a worse look for the Rams because the Bills came out firing as like we I think we all kind of said that on last episode. We all thought the Bills were going to come out and do their thing. It's whether or not the Rams are going to be able to stand up to the test as well as the Bills. It was it was a test for the Bills and the Bills lived up to the test early on. So I feel like it was more of a disappointment for the Rams because they really couldn't do much. Yeah, I mean, it, I 100 percent agree. We came into this uh, game thinking that it would be an actual fight. We recorded right before the game started, and I think I said that I would like the Rams to cover this game. They were two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home on the banner night, and they got destroyed. The Bills looked like they didn't skip a beat from last season, especially offensively. Um, Josh Allen just looked unbelievable. That first drive of the game, it just was like bang, 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 right down the field, and they score a touchdown. Um, Gabe Davis picked up right where he left off. Stephon Diggs dominated Jalen Ramsey. Oh, yeah. I think Jalen Ramsey allowed a perfect passer rating in that game on like uh, plays where he was targeted. I don't know how I think that's what it was. But and a thing that I really did want to take away from this is does preseason actually matter? Because we thought that the Rams would kind of get off to a slower start because they bent their starters all preseason. The Bills didn't. They played, I think, a game or two. But the Rams just looked way out of sync on both sides of the ball, and that's not something we usually see see out of a Sean McVay coach team. No, I mean no, you're very right, and I and I feel like it comes down to we've heard, you know, former players come back onto like different interviews and things like that, and and come back and say that the utilization of something like a preseason game, and, and now that there's only three games, it's kind of like. Where are you going to squeak in these starters to get a few reps in? And it makes it very difficult in a team that's aging, such as the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Obviously, that elbow didn't look good. And that's something I said that we should look out for in the last episode. And it's something that's been um, talked about. I mean, he threw three picks. Josh Allen threw two. In general, it was a sloppy game. And I want to say one of Josh Allen's, maybe both of Josh Allen's weren't his fault. And at least one of Stafford's was not his fault. But just in general, it he he looked not good, just straight up not good. Um, he went 29 for 41. Obviously, you know, uh, an offense with Matthew Stafford is going to throw the ball at all times. And when you're coming out week one, throwing the ball 41 times, and you haven't played a, a football game since the Super Bowl, you're not going to look good. It's, a, it's as straight up as that. And, and the rushing game from the Rams was something that people were excited to see what was going to happen with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Well, we got it. Cam Akers only got three touches. 
Um, I don't know if that's based off of just him coming back from injury, if he's going to get more. I think it's, once again, too early to decide that. But Daryl Henderson, in his touches, he only had around 50 yards. He didn't look too bad. He didn't look too bad at all. The leading rusher in this game was Josh Allen. And in the Bills in general, altogether, they rushed for 121 yards. If the Bills can do this, if they can rush for over 100 yards a game, I know that what their pass game is going to do, they're going to be Super Bowl champions. If they can rush for over 100 yards a game. How can you even like beat that? Because if they're running the ball, you know how much harder it is? To, I mean, this is kind of self-explanatory. It's almost impossible to stop them. If mm-hmm. not only you have to worry about Josh Allen throwing the ball 80 yards down the field to a wide open Stephon Diggs, now you have to worry about the guy running for 20, 15 yards. And he had that mean stiff arm. And I hate to like, I hate harping on highlights that really don't have results in that play. That stiff arm or got a lot of attention. It was all over social media. But that really did shift the tide of the game because Josh Allen basically said, I'm not here to mess around. I don't care who you are, what team you're on. I'm going to lower my shoulder or I'm going to move you out of the way and I'm going to get to where I need to be. And the Bills followed him in that sense. Yeah, I mean, that, like plays like that during the – like especially during week one, like having those – being able to make have playmakers like that and just setting the tone early on, like that's very key, especially for the Bills going down the rest of the season. If Josh Allen can do stuff like that and be like that – pretty much like that X factor in the game that will just allow them to get motivation and be able to just do whatever they want, whenever they want. They're going to be very, very good this year. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. And the last thing I want to say before we move on to the Sunday slate of games is Von Miller looked awesome. Um, I forget what he was all over the place. Yeah. He, he dominated it. It was either speed rush, bull rush, whatever he did, it was working and it really did get to Matt Stafford and that messed up the entire flow of that offense. Yeah, so, finished with two sacks and with three tackles for loss. I mean, it was a very good game. The last point that I wanted to bring up, um, just straight up, one team had 29 receptions, which was the Rams, which was three more than the Bills. But looking at who these receptions were to, 13 to Cooper Cup. Next on the list was num- was with five receptions, Tyler Higby. There's no other receivers on this team unless they can really get Allen Robinson going. And I hate Ben Skronik. So, I mean, I think the Rams are in trouble early. Yeah, that receiving that receiving core is not really. Uh, it's not as good as people thought it was really going to be, and I think that once again it's week one, so who knows? But I, I really don't think it's going to be what people are hyping it up with Allen Robinson. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Sunday slate of games, and we had a lot of really good games. I mean, we'll start off with probably the best game in the early slate, maybe uh, the Steelers yeah. versus the Bengals. Um, this game. Both kickers just wanted it to end in a tie. They couldn't make plays, but it really does show how important the the details are on special teams. Like I know we're kind of going to go back and forth like everywhere in this game, but the laces, the bad snap led to a missed field goal for the uh, Bengals. Injured, the injured long snapper for the Bengals. Yep. And yeah, and the timing was all messed up on that PAT when yeah. the game ended in regulation, but. It just Minka Fitzpatrick made an insane play. He was all over the field, and he 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 made play after play. He was everywhere. Minka Fitzpatrick, in my opinion, was I guess you could say the MVP of this game. I I, I think that Minka was by far, even though I think I want to say he had a couple of penalties. I know he had at least one unsportsmanlike that was fifteen, just because of how chippy. Not just a Steelers Bengal game is, but we're going to see this from the whole AFC North this year. And I even want to say we're going to talk about the Browns in a little bit, but I mean, these teams are out here winning games right now. So, mm-hmm. um, 
a crazy game that almost ended in a tie, a last-second field goal. Mitch Trubisky managed the game well, which is exactly what they want him to do. Um, he wasn't running too much, which I think, in my opinion, is a good thing. Joe Burrow with four picks. Stav, this is your guy. What do you I have know. to say about four picks? Um, I th- All right, let's. I, I kind of want to go pick by pick, if you want to say. The first one, bad throw. That was the first throw of the season, really, to get picked, take, taken to the house. It was a pick six by Minka. Just mm-hmm. insane play. He's one from of the Minka, better safeties in the right? league. Yeah. yeah, from Minka. And then the one that TJ Watt took, I yeah. can't blame Joe Burrow for that. No, just that because crazy. that was an insane play. How high did TJ Watt get in the air on that? It was like he jumped over. It looked like the lineman like levitated him up, and TJ yeah. Watt caught it six feet. Like it was rugby style. Yeah. But that was an insane play. And the other two were Joe's fault. I think one of them was kind of just in coverage that the defender made a good play on. None of them were, like, eye-opening, like, oh, this is bad. I thought that the Steelers just made really good plays on the ball, and they were ready for that. They looked fantastic on defense. Yeah. And even with that being said, if I were a Bengals fan or if I'm on the Bengals, I'm not necessarily worried too much because the defense did play well. I mean, you take away that pick six, what is it? you let up 13 points on defense or 16 points, including overtime. So it's like with all of those turnovers, I think the Bengals turned the ball over five, six times and they still, the defense only allowed 16 points and Jamar Chase is him. Like the receivers this weekend showed out Jamar Chase. He made that insane one hand grab in the corner of the end zone. That could have been the game winner. They ruled him out of bounds, but he still caught the, tying touchdown so he was unreal but Steelers running game was disappointing I thought Mitch played okay for the passing attack but Najee Harris really couldn't get anything going on the ground um that might be something worth noting going forward for the Steelers offense if they can't get the run game going especially with a knock like an uh an injured Najee Harris I think he left the game a little bit early in the fourth quarter or overtime so I mean, I, the Steelers surprised me. I had the Bengals in this game, and the Steelers really did show up. I do want to give them all the credit that they deserve. Yeah, no, I mean, this is one of the games that I said that I was looking forward to this weekend just because it's, one, tough division, and two, I'm interested to see how these teams come out after the season that they had last year. I mean, the Bengals had obviously a shaky start, but they were able to pull things together, which I feel like they always kind of have been since last year. They couldn't finish it out, obviously, but the Steelers – the Steelers kind of surprised me. Like you said, so I want to give them their shutout because they actually played pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, write off teams early, and the overreactions in week one are the best part about the NFL season. But T.J. Watt, he's out for three to four months, I think the report was. That stinks. I mean. Was it a torn peck? Was that I, what it's, the, he has to get surgery. I don't know if it's a tour. They, they haven't fully released yeah. what it is, but coming off the sideline, you could clearly like read his yeah. lips. Yeah, like, but even I mean, TJ Watt is a beast. We know that he was. I think he was the yeah. unanimous defensive player of the year. Um, he impacted the game a lot yesterday, but the other guys mm-hmm. at the defensive line did as well. Like Cameron Hayward made a few good plays. Um, I forgot the other guy who was on the other side of TJ. He made some great plays. The linebackers are flying around. I, the Steelers' defense is definitely worth 
paying attention to. Um, I, I, mean, I like what they did. But, but that's something that we said, you know, like we've said that, like we know how good this Steelers um, defense is. And I think that's the exact reason why Mitch Trubisky is the starting quarterback for games like this, because he's not going to go out there and lose you a game. But, but once again, he's not going to go out there and win a game. Like he's not anything special to the point where he can't mess things up too much. Say if a Kenny Pickett was out there, he'd be slinging the ball. You know, he, he's yeah. trying to get some confidence. He's trying to become a young star in this league. If Kenny Pickett's out there, uh, day one starter as a rookie. Um, in general, this offense didn't look good from the Pittsburgh side. I think a big part of that is from that offensive line style, and I think that's a reason why Najee was cut short um, on his rushes, and then obviously he did go out a little early. Their leading rusher in this game was Chase Claypool. I think a big reason why – why this is even like uh being said is he had six carries there's no reason for one of your best if not i'd say this is probably the probably their wide receiver one for outside i know deontay johnson is an amazing receiver but he's more of a slot guy chase claypool six carries is a little bit kind of scary for me because you need to get him going in the past game right he only had four receptions but he had more carries than receptions he's supposed to be your big outside guy George Pickens, in my opinion, had a good game. He only had one reception, just an absolute dog. He was like, there was fights. Like, he was yeah. fighting people out there, which is, once again, what you expect. Mike Tomlin gave the whole team um, all black phasos. Just a, just an absolute – this is a tone setter for the AFC North for this whole year. The winner of this division is going to win, like, nine or ten games, and every single player on every single team in the AFC North is going to be injured at the end of this season, and they're all still going to be playing. And it's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely. And I think that kind of wraps up that game. Um, let's move on to the Patriots versus the Dolphins, Will and I's team. And the, that was a tough game to watch. I mean, I, I can't put it in any other terms. The offense, the preseason struggles that we talked about week in and week out translated over into the regular season, which we didn't want to see. The offensive play calling was horrendous. I think I could have called a better game than that. Um but with that being said, I don't mind how the defense played. I thought the defense, mm. minus a few missed tackles and missed opportunities, like Jack Jones could have had his first career interception, but Tyree ripped the ball out of his hands. That was a crazy ball from Tyree yeah. to pull out. Yeah, I know exactly. the jump ball. Yes. That was crazy that a 5'9 receiver is doing things like that. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it is on a rookie, but. But Still, just overall, that where that many armbands, and, and, and I feel like Tyreek proved a lot of people wrong in this game. Yeah, and all right, and um, there was the other one that McCordy could have had, but I think Miles Bryant was in the way and like deflected My, something, something well, like that. McCordy was going like getting yeah, on his to, knees to get, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. get to the angle, and Miles Bryant went for like a insane a like yeah. diving play for no reason. But I don't like. Heat of the moment, there's yeah, no way he saw that McCordy was exactly. behind the play like that. Yeah, there's there's no way Miles Bryant – I mean, I don't – it was an incomplete pass. You can't really complain about an incomplete pass. Yeah. But Kyle Duggar's just awesome. Kyle Duggar, Matt mm -hmm. Judon, I feel like were the only two guys on defense that really did show up. And Judon um, looked awesome. Yeah, Judon was getting his pressures. He got a sack. Duggar was just blowing up plays everywhere. Um Every time he lined up as in that linebacker role, he was just getting through the line and making plays behind the line of scrimmage. He had a few great tackles on Tyreek Hill in open field, and I remember one pitch play where he told Jawan Bentley to move away, and 
he took that outside linebacker spot and just bolted right through the line and made a play on Raheem Mostert for, I think, a five, six-yard loss. That was a huge mm-hmm. play. No um, play. But let's talk about the offense. We looked helpless. Yeah. Like, it, very it, helpless. And, like, I, I, I had both red zone and then the game going on. Like, I think I I think I, I realized I could have put it on, like, after the first quarter. So when I saw the score, I was only getting updates from red zone. And I was like, what is actually happening? Then I actually started watching the game, and it was just like the offense just couldn't get anything going, really. We were just it, – it was honestly embarrassing because the defense, like you said, it, it, I'm, like, not disappointed in it. It obviously could have been better, but, like – I mean, the defense allowed 13 points against that offense. I, I'm, yeah, I'm so, like, I'm happy okay about it. That. Yeah, like, obviously, like, week one we had our mistakes, but the offense just, like – it was just dry. Like we couldn't do anything. And like, we, like we just didn't look good at all. Like mm-hmm. at all. Like there's no other way to put it. Like I can't even describe to you because it was just, it was just a horrible outing. And then obviously like at the end of the game, they're like, Oh, Mac Jones has a back injury. Like that was definitely fake. Like they definitely faked that. So we didn't have to handle the press. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was kind of weird. The fact that like, it was kind of something that came out of nowhere. I just saw it on Twitter, like not even like 30 minutes to an hour later. I saw that later in the night while I was watching Sunday Night Football. There was reports coming out, like just talking about all the people that like did get injured today, like TJ Watt, who hasn't been disclosed, and then Dak will get into that. That's funny. We'll get into that when that game we actually cover it. But as an outside source, not a Patriots fan, somebody that picked the Patriots to win this game. If you guys remember, I had high hopes and it, I knew this defense could hold them to two, maybe three touchdowns. And I thought that, I mean, I really thought that the ground game was going to get going a lot more. And I think a large part of this loss was just the fact that I don't think they ran the ball enough. You know, it, it just comes down to once again, whatever issues there are with, with the offensive play calling with who's calling the plays with all this different personnel. Um, why not just run the ball? You have two starting running backs on your team. Mac Jones is a second year guy where the best way for somebody to, for an offense to get comfortable is just by establishing that run game. It's, it's my favorite thing in football, in football, you establish the run game, then you allow yourself to take a couple of shots. They didn't do that. They rushed for under a hundred yards in this game and, and that's why they lost. They Their passing game was all right. I was a big fan of Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, Made a few tough That was really about it. That was really about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and it's just it, – they didn't look good. Yeah. They just no, didn't. they didn't. It looked like every yard was very hard to get. Yes. And they only ran three play-action passes all game, which is historically low for that for that type of offense. I mean, And I, I want to say run. that I feel like Mac was forcing it. Was, on a yeah. lot of balls, especially a couple of deep balls. I know early in the game, there was one up to Devontae Parker that, I mean, should have been picked by Xavier Howard. They were really pressing on Xavier Howard well on the other side of, of um, the other side of the field, that cornerback. I think he's a rookie and, and not that good just due to injuries they had. I think it was like yeah, Bethel or something team. like that when they were just trying to force the ball to, to the other side of the field where Howard was on. It just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I mean – I think it's all coming down to the offensive play calling and the game plan going into the game. I mean, that Patricia really looks like he's out of his league here. It doesn't look like he's confident calling these plays, and the offense doesn't look like they're confident in what they're doing. And maybe that changes going forward. I mean, it is week one, and overreaction season is here. But mm-hmm. the offense really needs to pick up their their slack because the defense really did come to play, I thought. And if the offense could get even another touchdown – 
and not turn the ball over, the Patriots probably win that game. And the Patriots right now aren't good enough to overcome the miscues that they did compared to the Patriots teams of the past with Tom Brady, who, okay, we're down by a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. We're going to put everything together, march right down the field and score and win the game. But th- this team isn't like that right now. So let's let's move on to the next uh, game on our list, the Saints and the Falcons. Wow, the Falcons blew another lead. Welcome to 2022, where nothing changes for the Atlanta Falcons. This game was electric. I loved this game. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, the highlights from everything, just seeing it on the red zone, it just seemed like the most insane. Like, this game, obviously the um, the Steelers game and then the Colts game, which we'll get to, were just, like, the most insane games. Like, there was just, like, jaw-dropping moments after moments, like, every single, like, second during that during these games. But I like to see Michael Thomas back. That was big. He came to play. Slant Boy, I have Slant Boy on my uh, fantasy team. Slant Boy was awesome. He had five he receptions, like off the chain. seven like yards, he was doing everything. He had two touchdowns. He had a beautiful, a beautiful fade route on AJ Terrell's dome. He came back. I mean, he looks awesome. He looks healthy. And, and I think just the fact that I want to say first off, before I get into too much depth about the Saints, the Falcons looked awesome. I, I really like the way that the Falcons play. They run more of a college-styled offense, a lot of running, especially with the quarterback of Mariota. Mariota looked good in his first start. Cordero Patterson had 120 yards on the ground. He's a guy that um, last year we saw him kind of as a utility guy. I think he's a guy that can truly be like a running back one in this league, and he proved it in this game. Um, but this receiving core of Olave, Landry, Thomas, and then you can throw in, obviously, Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. Um, and Taysom Hill had a few great plays as well. It, it, you're on mute. Yeah. But I'll say that Taysom Hill had like that crazy playoff, like the read option. He just took it all the way up the field. Like, yeah, he like, took it for like 70 yards, and, and then the next play – he took another option into the end zone, which was amazing. This is exactly what I'm expecting from the Saints. I'm expecting them to play down to their opponents that aren't as good as them, but also play up to the opponents that are very good. And I think that they're going to be in a lot of these close games, and I think they're going to pull out the games they should pull out. And this was a this was a perfect, uh, perfect, perfect game for Jameis Winston. Best part of the game, though, by far, was at the end during his postgame presser when they were asked when they asked him where his pain was, and he just said, pain. There's pain everywhere. <laughs> and he was smiling the whole time. I have it, I have it, I have He's it. He's such a clown. He's the best. I mean. Pain, Jameis. Yeah, just pain. It was pain everywhere. So we got to keep on pushing, pushing through and being resilient. And being resilient. They got to be resilient. He's the best. He's the best. How can you not root for Jameis Winston? And, I mean, two two touchdowns on 270 yards, that's a good game. Very solid. I like that from Jameis. And they won, too. I mean, Let's, I mean, I kind of do want to shine some light on the Falcons here because no one really predicted them to do anything. Mm-hmm. Cordero Patterson looked good. He looked like he did last season. Mm-hmm. And Mariota did his job in a way. And Drake London had a pretty good game, I thought. I mean, yeah, definitely. Kyle Pitts really didn't do much. I think he only had three or two or three receptions. Did too. That, that'll change as a On seven targets. Yeah, I think that, that'll change as the season progresses. I think he'll just step more into his role. He's playing with a new quarterback. So I'm not really and, I, and I don't mind the defense in Atlanta. The thing that I am nervous about when it comes to that receiving core is they really don't have a third receiver. Now, no. you could say it's Olamide, Zacchaeus. I, I, Zacchaeus is all right. He's more of a four to me. He's going to fit into that slot and do okay. He's not going to do big things there. 
It wasn't terrible know. yesterday at all, but like it wasn't impressive. No, no, and he's not going to be impressive. They don't even really have a wide receiver too. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the Saints and Falcons. Let's move on to the Commanders and the Jaguars. Eh, this game was all right. I mean, two okay team like two teams. I, I really this is my least favorite game. I'm just gonna game. say I didn't care I about either of these teams. Um, I had four TVs set up in my living room, and uh, this was not one of the games that was being watched. It, Red Zone was on the main TV, so I saw them at at sometimes. Um, all that I know, Travis Etienne, in my opinion, in my opinion, based on what I saw, awful. Few drops. Yeah. Um, I mean, just can't find the hole. Um, I'm not sure if he's just nervous coming back, but the fact that he's in the league with the same quarterback he had in college, there should be a different level of comfort, and, and it really didn't seem like he had that. I don't know if it'll take a couple of weeks, but ETN is my biggest like question mark on this Jaguars team right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the Jaguars are the Jaguars. I mean, you can go yeah. into the season spending all the money that you can. Trevor Lawrence really does still kind of look like a rookie in some ways. And mm-hmm. I mean, Christian Kirk actually played pretty well. I think he had over 100 yards receiving. He was a bright spot mm-hmm. on that team. And I, say I had him in fantasy. He did I like Zay well Jones, too. Yeah, it's he didn't do as good, but I like him. Yeah, it's like they're all right. They'll finish last in that division, or second to last, probably behind <laughs> the Texans. But um, I don't know. Wentz Wentz did his thing, I guess. He threw four touchdowns, but then he still had two picks. I, I feel like I always feel like Wentz sick. always throws four, and I don't care about any of them. Like I feel like yeah. none of them actually matter at the end of the day. They're all worthless. Um, there was Terry one McLaurin, from McLaurin that yeah, that was insane. Like McLaurin had an insane balls? catch. Yeah, he had an mm-hmm. insane catch. I yeah. uh, I saw the highlight of one of his picks, and he looked very upset. Uh, Wentz did, and I was like, "This is vintage." Uh, Trayvon Wentz. Walker made a great play on one of them, though. That I couldn't even blame Wentz for one of them, where yes. it was like a screen pass, and Walker like started up and then looped back around and pick. I was like, "Damn, that's a crazy play." That's why he's the first overall pick. First pick. But, I was yeah, I was waiting for something to be shown about yeah. why this guy was the first pick over Hutchinson, and. I think the first, I think the first, um, the first uh, set of snaps he was down there, or on the field. Excuse me, sorry. He had a fumble, or not a fumble. Yeah, maybe a f- no, not a fumble recovery. He had the pick to end it, but he also had a sack, and he had a tackle for loss, all in like the same drive. And speaking of rookies, Jahan Dotson's nasty. Um, oh yeah, the that, the that was- out. Yeah, that receiving core isn't too bad for Washington. They have something to build upon there when Sam Howell takes over by week 10. <laughs> That's so, fine. Sam Wentz, uh, notorious chicken tender eater. <laughs> Only eats chicken tenders and nuggets. So next game on the 1 o'clock slate, Ravens versus Jets. The Jets are terrible. Um, yeah, I, I, they, they threw the ball 60 times and <laughs> only scored three points. I didn't know that's possible. Like Flacco threw for 300 yards, over 300 yards on 59 passes, and you score three points. How is that? Po- like, where, what are the yards for? Like, where are they going? Like, I, I, I don't understand, but it happened. I mean, Lamar looked like bright a guy spot, who, bright spot of this team, Michael Carter. Um, yeah. a report came out on like Friday saying he was the heartbeat of this team. And everybody that drafted Brees Hall in the second round of your fantasy drafts was very upset with it. And I would continue to be upset. Michael Carter looked very good in this game. Mm-hmm. I have Michael Carter in fantasy. He was actually a last-minute start because J.K. went out. 
um, in Baltimore. So I was like, all right, we'll throw in Michael Carter. He dropped like 20 points or so, I think it was like 17 or 18 points in fantasy. Um, so when you, when you're doing good in fantasy, that means you're doing good on the field um, in terms of us three looking at people because, you know, we have no other, no other reason to root for the jets, but you're right. Flacco threw the ball 60 times. That's Joe Flacco. I mean, I guess you get, you're kind of getting ready for a Zach Wilson to come back, but how do you throw the ball 60 times? And I mean, like if you don't look at his attempts, you just see the yards, one touchdown, one interception. Like you would think that he threw it maybe 25, 30 times. Yeah. You know, that's this game was that this was another one of those games where I really didn't care. And I wasn't really even, I didn't even really like the way that Baltimore played either. Yeah. I mean, they were missing JK Dobbins, but Lamar, I mean, they, he spread the sugar. I mean, Duvernay Bateman caught a touchdown. had that one Bateman. play that was yeah. really cool. Like, yeah. just burnt everyone. Yeah, Bateman, that, yeah, that, that, that play was nice. So, Pat Ricard caught a pass today. <laughs> All right. And that, I mean, I'm, unless you guys have <laughs> no, anything no, else. No, I got nothing. I, yeah, this game was ass. Yeah, that, next game. Colts, Texans. Another game that I really didn't pay any attention to. This was such oh, a. I watched this game. Like, I, this could, I mean, I didn't really see much on red zone from this game other than. Oh, like, yeah, no, you game. didn't because no, nothing cause, happened. Because the Texans okay, went okay. up. And then the only thing you saw was the Colts coming back and then, like, witching hour. Yeah. And then witching hour happened, and you did not see them until Scott Hansen came back and was like, oh, yeah, the Colts and the Texans, by the way, they're about to tie. And they did. I hate ties in the NFL. I'm sorry. When you're a professional team, you shouldn't end in a tie. That, that's ridiculous. Um, I'd rather lose than tie, to be honest. Pittman was okay. Uh, Matt Ryan was okay. Jonathan Taylor. My biggest surprise of this game, I want to say, as someone that for some reason watched, like, I think two whole quarters of it. Um, at one point, just for one play, Davis Mills got subbed out, and they brought in Jeff Driscoll and ran a read option with him. That is something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't know that happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, if you look at the stat, Jeff Jeff Driscoll has like a couple of yards. I don't know how many yards nice. he had on it, but he was in there. And I was so confused. I was like, oh, Davis Mills is like kind of fast. And Jeff, I guess Jeff Driscoll has some speed on him. I didn't even know he was on the Texans now. Yeah, Wasn't he a Bengal backup last year? Yep. Yeah. And he was pretty good. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a quarterback battle going on. But Davis Mills, Davis Mills didn't look too bad. You scored 20 points near the Texans. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, I swear, is just going to be like the same level of receiver <laughs> yeah. forever. It's like you, he, he would be used on every team, but nobody will ever actually talk about Brandon Cooks. And he did pretty good. O.J. Howard caught two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at this other side, Jonathan Taylor, he had 161 yards. Just absolute, in, absolutely incredible. Matt Ryan threw for 350 yards. This offense looked like it was clicking, but it didn't translate to the amount of points that you'd want to see. And I think that's only a matter of time. I, th- I I like the Colts this year after a game like this, even though they tied. I like the way that the offense was going. Now it's just time for, I mean, those penalties to be cut back a little bit. Ga- great game. Great game by the Zebras. Yeah. I mean, you can't, can't complain about this game. Can't but, ever. Um, Next game. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> before, to be before honest, we... it really wasn't good. Before we move on to that next game, though, did anything happen with Damian Pierce? Did he do anything? No, he did nothing. Yeah, he did literally a, nothing. That's a sleeper fantasy pick that nobody 
Still sleeping. Yeah, we're knocked out, actually. All right, next game, we're going to the Panthers and the Browns. Baker did not get his revenge. Um, Sucks to suck, I guess. Uh, the the running backs on Cle- I, I, the running backs with Cleveland, okay, like that they have a direction for these twelve weeks that Deshaun Watson is going to yeah. play Jacoby Brissett and it's just going to be staying on the ground. Yeah, don't turn the ball over. Give the ball to Nick Chubb. I think he ran 131 yards. Cream Hunt had 141. two touchdowns. 141. Yeah, Cream Hunt had two touchdowns. I think both receiving. I could be wrong with that. One split. Okay. 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 So. Yeah, they, they won. Uh, this is another game that was kind of boring. Um, I want to say 0-1 for me on Lock of the Week. So it was a revenge Ooh, game for too. Baker. We're all on one And um, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a revenge we were, game you for Baker. You were the so... out of all of us. Was you I? By, you lost by a half a point. Oh, well, thank you. Well, no, I, no, I didn't. I, I think the Panthers were favored. Yeah, they were minus by one and a half. half. Yeah, so, I mean, close enough. I, I lost by, like, three or four points. McCaffrey had a crazy touchdown where he, like, jumped over everybody from, like, the five-yard line. He just jumped from the five-yard line and ended up over the whole offensive and defensive line into the end zone. Baker Mayfield didn't look good. He didn't throw the ball enough. And I think that's just to the fact that they just figured out, I mean, last week that he's going to be their starting quarterback. I don't know why it was really a competition between him and Sam Darnold. I expect bigger things from this Panthers lineup. Um, Christian McCaffrey looked awesome, even though he didn't run for as many yards as people wanted him to and same in the receiving game. But when he had the ball in the in his hands, he, he was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. This game, this game was, I mean, to be honest, it started off really slow, and then when the Panthers started picking it up and making a comeback, it was – yeah, like I don't know, it, it, like they did their thing. It just did, you know. This game kind of sucked again. Like, yeah. And then speaking of another game that sucked, let's move on to the Bears and the 49ers. Um, Mud Bowl. The, the, this Mud the conditions Bowl. in this game were atrocious. Maybe like, the worst we've seen. I think that is probably the worst. Yeah, I mean, like because the field was terrible to begin with. So you, you can't put run a monsoon that. like that on it. You can't do anything. So there wasn't really much to take out of this game. I mean, like, you can't judge a team based on that. And no. football should be played in the Dome. That crowd was fired up for this game because you couldn't do anything. I mean, Justin Fields showed a lot of poise. The only thing I do want to take away from this is Justin Fields is a leader. He mm-hmm, really definitely. did play well, given all the adversity that they faced. And he led them to a win in a game that nobody thought they would actually win. It's a good win for them, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it, it, fair, fair play to them. It was a dog it, fight it, of the weather. This was the perfect condition for the Bears to win this game. I <laughs> want to say Equinemius St. Brown at the same time as Amon Ross St. Brown caught a touchdown, and they were both on wow. red zone at That's the same cool. time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, Debo I Samuel is a physical guy. And I love how they said, oh, yeah, we're not going to use Debo out of the backfield. They used him out of the backfield, and he was, like, right. Oh, yeah, the whole game. Like usual, Elijah Mitchell got hurt, but Debo is him. Like, and uh, both teams played in the same conditions, so you can't really complain about that, I guess. That's my favorite comeback for that. But, all right, next game, Lions versus Eagles. Um, A.J. Brown showed up. I mean, oh my gosh, he got an insane game. And everyone's saying, oh, stay away from – 
Eagles wide receivers. I mean, Devonta Smith didn't really do anything, but it's a running offense, all this stuff. They threw the ball, and A.J. Brown and they ran caught the it. Yeah, they, they did their thing. <laughs> they did both. They and Jalen Hurts looked amazing. They played football. Um, Jared Goff, I want to say, even though this game was only won by three points, Jared Goff, the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, if you have any arguments or questions, come see me. Um, Jared Goff, once again, the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. I will repeat it, and I will never back down on it. Yeah, he, he, at one point, I think he had like three completions for like six yards or something. I, Dude, I he know. stinks. I actually like – you can call me a Jared Goff hater. I've never thought he was good. When when he went to that Super Bowl, I thought he was the worst starter on that whole team, and he just ha- so happened to be their quarterback. Jared Goff stinks, um, and they should start David Blau. David Blau is on that team. That's right. The Lions are kind of electric. Like, they want it. Like, bad. But the defense was awesome. Amon Ra, yeah. awesome. DJ Wait, Chark isn't, had a good Isn't David game. Blau on the Vikings? Yeah, he got dropped. I've – once I said it, I remembered because they picked up uh, that last episode of Hard Knocks. Who they pick up? That Some guy. random quarterback. Yeah, the Some guy that random. everyone's like, "Oh, I recognize that name." It's like I know guy. who he. Is. It might have been Chase Daniel. No, 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 no. It's someone even more random than Chase Daniel. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. Yeah, this is this is important. But I'll um, continue on with with this. The the Lions battled. I mean. I, Dave Portnoy had a great quote before they they were doing a pro football show or whatever. It's the Barstool Gambling Show with mm-hmm. Prime Time, Big Cat, and Dave, and they're picking their outright winners. And Dave was like, "Dan Campbell is a guy who leads like all the guys want to run a brick like through a brick wall for him. However, there's a wide open door right next to it, so he's leading them to run through a brick wall for no reason." I thought that was hilarious, and I think he attempted an onside kick in like the third quarter for no reason. And that led to like an Eagles touchdown, and that ended up being the difference in the game. So uh, the Nate Eagles, Sunfield. I mean, yes, like the the Lions, <laughs> the Lions, they're the Lions. I mean, what, what what can you say? They're gonna be the same thing year in and year out. Usually, you think the defense would at least show up. Nope, they didn't. The offense, yeah, I mean, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams showed up, but that uh, Chark was there too. I mean, we'll see how this team is going forward. But the Eagles. A huge part of everyone kind of liking the Eagles this year was because of their defense. You left a lot of points to the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions to harp yourself on defense. Yeah, but I do like their offense before. Yeah, yeah. the offense is good. I do like their offense. I think their offense is going to surprise people. Speaking of uh, a couple of offenses, uh, how about the best one in the league, guys? Um, Bolt up, Bolt Nation, Bolt up. SoFi, 1-0, the only team to win in SoFi so far this year. Um, Justin Herbert just absolutely slinging the rock in um, LA. The Rams, tech- well, no, you said in SoFi. Technically, the Bills won it in SoFi as well. The only home team to win in SoFi so far. Um, Justin Herbert, 279 yards, three touchdown. Eckler didn't need to do it on the ground, you know why? Because he did it in the air. Um, it, just overall, just an absolutely electric game, dominating and game. About the defense and talking about the defense well. without JC Jackson. Right? He didn't play. Or, no, no, he didn't either. Yeah. Right. Asante right. Samuel Jr. was on he smoke played. the whole mm-hmm. game. He Dude, played. He, that. He, punched, he punched Devontae Adams in the face. No, he played. He was there. He brought the smoke. 
He uh, got a pick. What, did, didn't they pick off Carr three pick. times? Yeah. Yeah, three times. Drew Tranquil caught one. Bryce Callahan caught one out of the slot. And then Asante Samuel Jr. went up and grabbed one over um, not over Devontae, but who's their other guy that's like Renfro. not as good? Who's their wide receiver too? Renfro. Yes, Renfro. Um, and we can I, I say that we should say that Derek Carr threw four picks in this game because JC Jackson would have caught one of them. Oh, he would have caught he, at he, least he, he would have gotten a pick. So that's four picks for Derek Carr. In that and, front seven from mm, from the Bolts, dangerous. I mean, Khalil the Mack, whole defense. Awesome. Khalil the Mack whole really defense. showed out. The Khalil Mack whole defense. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Like, how can you not love this team? Like, how can you not love this team? I love and, this. Team. All right, hold on. Let's talk about the Raiders for a second. What are they doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the Devontae Adams was awesome. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. He was awesome, all things considered. Why is Brandon Bolden getting a lot of reps? I'm sorry, He's getting a lot of reps. You have Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Like, I feel like Josh McDaniels. I don't know why. Do I don't know why when you have Josh Jacobs, why there's running back by committee. Like, why yeah. they like that? Like, like, it doesn't make they sense. always do it. They've like, never. If get, anything, they should a have running back a backup that comes in every now and then. But he should be on the field the whole game. And he He's never broken. is. He never has no. been. Like Josh Jacobs no. is a good back. Like, yes, it doesn't make any Dominating sense. Dominating back, like put put your yeah, shoulder down, physical. And that's what this offense needed. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. But we saw a few Patriots calls in that game where it's third and five and they're running it up the middle on a draw to Brandon Bolden and you're all, you're just pissed off. And it's like, what the hell? Why didn't we try and throw this to get the first down? But eh, whatever. I mean, that Chargers dominated. Justin Herbert looked awesome. Well and done. he was slinging it. I mean, third, Thursday night. Just a true gunslinger. Thursday night is going to be guns. electric. Chargers and I'm going to say it right now. Um, the episode won't be out yet because we're going to record it on Wednesday. But the Chargers are winning that game. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And uh, I want to say, is this the last AFC West game? Oh, no. We got one more after this. Yeah. We have one more. But, but that, you know, let's get to it right now then. Yeah, Chiefs, that, Cardinals, um, great game. It, for it, the great Chiefs. game for the Chiefs. Yes, exactly. 44 points put up. Mahomes threw for five touchdowns. Kyler Murray, I mean, just looked like a little wimp out there. Um, dominating. Yeah. It was dominating. And I want to say, I want to be the person to come out and say this. I feel like I was the only one that, that like, said that the Chiefs were going to come out and, like, he doesn't need receivers. Like, he'll just – they don't even have to be open. If they just put their hands out, the ball will be in their hands because Patrick Mahomes is that good. That's exactly what he proved. Travis Kelsey had over 100 yards. Juju, I mean, I want to say Juju had a bad fumble, right? Did he fumble? He fumbled. Yeah, he had a bad fumble. Um, he always fumbles. They are just awesome. The Chiefs are so good, and it really – people don't talk about it enough. It comes down to the play calling. They have the most advanced play calling, and it's because of the amount of trust that they have in Mahomes. If every team that had an elite quarterback really put the trust into that quarterback to pl- to – pull off some of these crazy stunts that the Chiefs do on offense, we, we'd see a lot of teams be putting up 44 points on a playoff team like this because, the, I mean, I want to say Josh Allen. I want to say Justin Herbert. Those two guys, like, as much freedom as they do have, it's nowhere close to Mahomes, and that's exactly why Patrick Mahomes is out here throwing for 360 yards on 39 attempts and five touchdowns. Yeah, that's – it's uh... – I do not like Kyler Murray, even though he is my quarterback in the IT5 Super League and in another league as well, but the IT5 Super League. <laughs> the IT5 Super League? 
Um, I, I, I don't see how this team can rally around him. He, I don't see him like – I know this was a quote from Russell Wilson last year in the playoffs when they – on the Manning cast. Like, he was like, oh, if I was Kyler Murray, I'd be trying to get – like rally the troops, keep these guys going. Kyler Murray doesn't do anything. Like he just looks like he hates being there. And he shows no emotion. It's kind of annoying. It's frustrating because this team is good. And yeah. it just like looks like there's a lack of leadership. And that's the reason why they're going to finish at the bottom of the NFC West. They did. And, and the one thing that I wanted to say about the AFC West when we transitioned is the team that's going to win the West is going to be the team that sweeps at least two of these other teams. And I think that the Chargers, after winning week one against a tough de- opponent, I think that they can sweep the uh, Raiders in the regular season. I think they can sweep the Broncos in the regular season. I think it's going to be the Bolts. I really think it's going to be the Bolts to do it. And I think that the Chiefs are also going to make the playoffs. I think that both of these teams, it, Thursday night's going to be Thursday night's going to be a shootout. I'm so excited. An Breaking absolute up. shootout. Again. Guaranteed. And bolt up. Bolt up. Don't forget about bolt up ever. Mm-hmm. Um, next game. We're going to the NFC North Vikings versus Packers. The Vikings dominated. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked pissed all game. And well, he Justin was pissed Jefferson. from the start. I feel like yeah. I feel like Aaron didn't chance. even really try to give anybody a chance. Once, uh, who's the guy from North Dakota State? Christian uh, Wat- Wil- Watson, right? Watson. Christian Watson. Yeah, their rookie wide receiver, who I have a lot of hope for. He dropped like a basket catch over the shoulder, easy touchdown, and right from there, Aaron Rodgers like, okay, we're not winning this game. Yeah, that's how it looked, in my opinion. And I, I'm one to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but he just gave up. He, in, I mean, I guess you could say rightfully so because they don't have the receivers to do it. AJ Dillon led their team in receiving, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers just looked like he stopped trying, and the Vikings are good. Yeah, and that's something that I said at the beginning of the season as well. You didn't you have him winning the NFC North? Yes. No. No, but I had them making the playoffs. That's right. That's right. That's right. But mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson dominated Jair Alexander too, a guy who just got paid. Justin um, Jefferson just was awesome. At the end of this year, at the end of this year, the wide receiver ranks are going to be Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Cooper Cup. I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to put Chase above Cup. Jamar Chase above Cup. I like that too. I was I was thinking interchanging them. But those top four, those top four are very um, interchangeable. But I I like I like one and two right there. I really think Stephon Diggs is going to be a number two. And especially with that offense, there's no reason why he shouldn't. Um, He's open every play. Let's move on to the last game of the four o'clock slate: the Giants versus the Titans. And this was a kind of a weird game. I didn't really think that the Giants had a shot until the very end. It was just last second. How about Dable? putting his balls on the line really and just being like, we're going for two here. Cause I was, I was at my friends yesterday and there was a Giants fan in the, in the house. And I was asking him like, they're going to go for two here. What do you think? And he's like, Oh no, they're going to kick the PA. I'm like, no, they're going for two. Trust me. And they did. And Saquon made a hell of a play. Saquon is back. And he played, I think his best game since his second year in the NFL. Um, he did everything. He was receiving out of the backfield. He was taking long runs. What, what he, he had 164 yards on the yeah. ground. 164 yeah, yards. He dropped like 32 points. Yeah, he had a touchdown, a two-point conversion. Uh, you got to love Saquon. I mean, when Saquon is out there dominating, the league is better because he's just a cool guy to root for. 
Um, you know, I, I hate to keep going back and forth on uh, preseason predictions, but I think only one person in this podcast was excited about the Giants this season. That's all I have yeah. to say. You're right. You're That's right. All I have to say. You're right. And they proved Daniel Jones' legacy year: two touchdowns, one interception. That's perfect for him. And he got chewed out. Other boys do it. He ran for 25 yards, and hopefully Saquon can do the rest. Seven and ten on the way. Yeah, uh, Fat Randy choked too. So let's think for that. Fat Randy, classic. All right, and then the last game of the night, the snooze fest of the year. Chris Collinsworth got us all sick listening to that. Bucks beat the Cowboys nineteen to three. What's the score? Mm-hmm. I, I turned it off in the fourth Something quarter. Like if I'm being honest, I yeah, stopped watching after halftime. Dak hurt his finger. Yep. Oh, Jerry uh, Jones just straight up came out j- yep. during the game. Jerry Jones was like, "Yeah, he's out. He's out for at least a few weeks." Like what? Like how you don't even know what happened to him? Yeah. But his finger is hurt. Um, can't catch a break. Zeke looks like no, a power he really can this was the first game I've ever noticed that the Cowboys are trying to utilize Pollard and Zeke at the same time. Like kind of, they had Pollard in the slot a lot while Zeke was in the backfield. And in the first half I liked it, but then I realized like, Oh yeah, wait, Tony Pollard's a better running back than him. So why is he in the slot? Um, I mean, the, the Dallas offense is just bad. And, it, and it's because of that receiving core. All they really have is CD lamb. I don't like Dalton Schultz as like a second option. He was really good the past couple of years as a third and fourth option. But now that they're kind of trying to escalate his role, they need a lot more from Noah Brown and and they need, I mean, another receiver. Cause I think what's that rookie's name was out and they had the, I think an undrafted free agent rookie played in this game. Mm -hmm. That wide receiver, Dennis. He was a mess. He was a mess. Yeah, it was really an ugly game. And, and I, the Bucks weren't good either. No. 19 really points, but Tom Brady didn't look great. I, I really want to say the only people that I liked during this game were Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. I, I want to give Julio some shout, too. I thought Julio played okay. okay. Fair, fair, fair. That's, yeah, other than that, I really don't have much to say about those clowns. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all we have left is Monday night. Um, guys, this will be – out after Monday Night Football, but we're recording this at 3.30 on Monday. Final predictions. Stav, who's winning this game? How many points are they winning by? Are you ready? Yes. Going Seahawks. 24 to 20. I like that. I like that. Will? I think – oh, yeah. I don't want to go into depth, but I have reasons in my head. When it comes true, I'll say why on Wednesday or the next episode. All right. 24 21 Seahawks. Wow. Why would you put me in that hole? You have to go Seahawks here. You can't. Seahawks um 14 14 to 3. Um Russ gets a standing location <laughs> um and does nothing with it. That offense does nothing. The Seahawks young secondary prevails at least two picks in this game. Jamal Adams murder somebody and it might be russell wilson in this game we hope you guys enjoyed by the way this is episode one out of two of this week yes two episodes two weeks yes we will see you guys on friday for our week two preview but we hope you guys enjoy monday night we hope you guys enjoy thursday night we will catch you guys on the next episode and peace peace